brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. With the news this week that Rome has issued its working document for the Synod on Synodalities meeting of bishops for the coming fall, I thought it would be a good time to revisit the good old days, back when popes were not embracing modernism and not trying to foist modernist so-called reforms on the church, but instead were actually trying to defeat the modernists. I have for you today a modu proprio of Pope Pius X that imposed penalties on those who violated the anti-modernist prescriptions of Pius X and Leo XIII. Those two popes, over the course of 30 years, basically, instituted a number of reforms attempting to stop the modernist rot in the church. When we think of the anti-modernist popes, St. Pius X is usually the one that comes to mind, but Leo XIII did his own part, too, to combat the errors of the modernists. And so today I have a modu proprio for you, whose name translates to Presentation of Writing by Pope St. Pius X. And here he is going after those who specifically try to change what the Bible says, or tell us that the Bible is not inerrant, that it contains errors, or who you know, through modern scholarship, come to new conclusions about what sacred scripture teaches that are radically different than what the church has always taught. If that sounds familiar, that's because it should. These kind of things have been going on for a very long time in the church. Modu proprio, the Supreme Pontiff, Pius X, Presentation of Writing. The decisions of the Pontifical Council for Bible Studies and the penalties against violence of the anti-modernist prescriptions. Having recognized the excellence of the sacred scriptures, and having recommended their study in the encyclical letter Providentissimius Deus of November 18, 1893, Leo XIII, our predecessor of immortal memory, dictated laws for the correct organization of biblical studies. And having declared the book's divine against the errors and calumnies of the rationalists, he defended them against the opinions of a false doctrine which extols itself as the most sublime criticism, which opinions are nothing but inventions of rationalism derived from philology and similar disciplines. In order to obviate the then-growing danger of the propagation of reckless and deviant ideas, our predecessor himself, with the letter Vigilantea Studicae, Memedes of October 30, 1902, established the Pontifical Council or Biblical Commission, made up of some cardinals of the Holy Roman Church, distinguished by doctrine and out of prudence, to which were added various ecclesiastics, chosen from among the learned in theological and biblical science, of different nationalities and of different methods and opinions and exegetical studies, appointed as consultors. The pontiffs saw it advantageous and very suitable for the studies and for the historical moment to ensure that the council was the place where ideas were presented, developed and discussed with all freedom, and that according to the aforementioned apostolic letter, before reaching any firm decision, the cardinal fathers should know and examine the arguments for and against the questions, and nothing should be overlooked of what could have 
shed full light on the authentic and sincere state of the biblical problems under discussion. Only after completing this procedure, they should have submitted the decisions taken to the Supreme Pontiff for his approval in order to then be published. After lengthy examinations and very attentive deliberations, the Pontifical Biblical Council has happily issued some decisions which are very useful for an authentic increase in biblical studies and for secure guideline in directing them. However, we see that there are some who, too inclined to opinions and methods infected with pernicious innovations, and in their study excessively carried away by a false freedom which is true and immoderate license, and which proves to be extremely dangerous to doctrinal matters and fertile and various serious evils against purity of faith, have not accepted and do not welcome those decisions with that respect which would be appropriate, despite the approval given to them by the pontiff. For this matter, we see that we have to declare and decree, as with the present act we declare and expressly decree, that everyone is bound in conscience to submit to the decisions of the Pontifical Biblical Council, both those already issued up to now and those which will be issued in the future, in the same way as the, with the decrees of the sacred congregations concerning the doctrine approved by the Pope, and that those who object to such decisions, verbally or in writing, cannot avoid the note of both disobedience and temerity nor therefore are they exempt from grave negligence. This, regardless of the scandal they cause and the consequences they may incur before God, for further rashness and errors pronounced in addition, as happens in most cases. Furthermore, to repress the growing audacity of many modernists, who, with all sorts of sophisms and artifices, are striking to take away the force and effectiveness, not only of the decree lama tabili sani exitu, issued by our order, by the Sacred Congregation of the Holy Office on July 3rd, 1907, but also to our encyclical letter, Pascendi Dominici Gregis of September 8th of the same year, we renew and confirm, by virtue of our apostolic authority, both that decree of the Supreme Sacred Congregation and our encyclical letter, adding the penalty of excommunication for those who contradict them. And we declare and resolve that whoever shall have the audacity to maintain, which God forbid any proposition or opinion or doctrinal content condemned in one or other of the documents cited above, shall thereby be subject to the censorship under chapter docentes of the Constitution Apostolic Sedis, which is the first of the automatic excommunications reserved simply for the Roman pontiff. This excommunication is then to be understood, independent of the penalties in which those who fail in respect to some point of the mentioned documents may incur, as propagators and defenders of heresies, if their propositions, opinions, or doctrines are heretical, which the adversaries of the two mentioned documents happens more than once, especially when they advocate the errors of the advocates of the modernism, the synthesis of all heresies. Once these provisions have been taken, we again strongly recommend to the diocesan ordinaries and to the superiors of the religious studies that they want to watch carefully over the teachers, primarily those of the seminaries. If they find them imbued with the errors of the modernists and proponents of dangerous innovations, or too little docile to the prescriptions of the apostolic see published in any way, they are banned altogether from teaching. Likewise, young people should be excluded from sacred orders, on whom there is the slightest doubt that they are pursuing condemned doctrines or harmful innovations. In the same way, we exhort them not to cease to carefully examine the books and other publications, certainly too widespread, which present opinions and tendencies similar to those condemned by means of the encyclical letter and the decree cited above. 
take care to eliminate them from Catholic bookstores and much more from the hands of studying youth and the clergy. If they take care of this with solicitude, they will promote the true and solid intellectual formation, to which the solicitude of the sacred prelates must be especially directed. By our authority we desire and command that all such provisions shall be effective and remain in place, notwithstanding any provision to the contrary. Given at Rome, St. Peter's, November 18th, 1907, the fifth year of our pontificate, Pope St. Pius X. In short, he excommunicates modernists who try to undermine the authority of the church using a modern contemporary methods of examining sacred scripture, which have been explicitly banned by the Vatican, or had been in those days. Periodically, when I start talking about the inerrancy of sacred scripture, either here on YouTube or on Facebook or somewhere, I inevitably get someone saying, you know, modern biblical scholarship, yada, 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 as if to say 2,000 years away from the apostles, we now have better insight into what Jesus really taught than people did who were much closer to him. That statement should sound ridiculous on its face because it is ridiculous, but that's where we are now. And it's nothing new. It had been so bad that it had sort of that rot had found its way deep into the seminaries. And Pope St. Pius X found it necessary to essentially excommunicate the lot of the teachers and anybody else who even had a hint of passing that bad idea and bad logic on to seminarians and priests. Curious what you think of this. Do you wish we had a Pope like this today? I mean, obviously, I know most of you will say yes to that, but I'm curious what you think of this, so let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help as does sharing this on social media. That helps, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.